Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Okay, well, I guess I'm Santa. And you are listening to the Way Niagara Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Berta. And we are just over a week away from Christmas. That is really hard to believe. And so for today's Christmas episode, I am happy to have with us someone that was with us for last year's Christmas episode. So this is a bit of a tradition. I welcome back Trisha Wollen. Is it a tradition yet if it's only the second year? The second annual tradition, if you may. I guess it can be a tradition after two Someone tried to convince me once that it was a tradition if it happened once. So no, it definitely needs at least one repeat Yeah, for it to be a tradition. Proper so I think, tradition. I think now we are in tradition zone. It's like saying the first annual this. It's like, I guess that's saying you mean to make it an annual thing, but it's not yet. Do you remember when the first annual Christmas was? I guess 2000? Or I guess it was. About 2,000 years ago. But Christianity didn't exist then. So can you have Christmas? I don't know. That is a good, good question. And so we are here just to have a conversation that we are glad that you are a part of as we celebrate Christmas. And it is crazy to think that one night, 2,000 years ago, has shaped the world so much that we still commemorate that day 2,000 years later. Yeah. And yeah, some of the traditions that have been added, like I was thinking about this, how, you know, Christmas, you know, in Canada is associated with winter. So you have the songs like, you know, Winter Wonderland, and I'll be dreaming of a white Christmas. And let it snow. Let it snow. But if you're... Arguably winter songs rather than Christmas songs. But... But they're they're all kind of associated together. Yes. But if you go to the other side of the world, like Australia, they're in the middle of summer. So I don't know what the songs would be like, I'm dreaming of a snowboarding... Sorry, a windsurfing Christmas? I, yeah, I'd be. I want to go. I'm. I want to go to Australia at Christmas time now. I think that would be a lot of fun, because it'd be interesting to see what some of the cultural things are that are different. Yeah. Do you have Christmas trees? Because they got mostly palm trees down there. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look this up. Okay. We are really having conversation here. I am going to look this up. So, do they? have Christmas trees in Australia. This is going to be interesting. So, yes, Christmas trees are a staple in almost every Australian household during the festive period. Is it an evergreen tree? Let's try to find out. I'm just trying to think of, do they even have Christmas trees in Florida? So they're saying, um, well, even do snow covered trees. Now that's interesting. So I'm looking at it here and Christmas trees look exactly the same. So they have evergreen looking Christmas trees. 
in Australia. Huh. And you can even I get wonder. snow on them. I'm sure it's... I mean, I can, I, can, <laughs> I can spray paint my windows with a bunch of snow, too. The yeah. artwork on that looks amazing. That is so cool. That'd be an interesting thing to, to talk to someone from another, like, a warmer place. They about. have mountains, and they have yeah. snow there. It's just... Not where everyone lives. Yeah. So there you go. We all learned something today on the Way Niagara podcast. Christmas is a time with just such rich tradition and history. And I just, it's just fascinating. There is so much we could talk about. There's a couple things I did want to mention is the story of St. Nicholas which I just find very interesting, right? Because this is a guy that would have lived in around 270 AD. So almost a thousand years ago, or almost 2,000 years ago. Early, early days of Christianity. And he had such an impact that you know then you have the commercialization of all of that and all that comes it turns into santa claus all of that but what's really interesting is that is the history of this man being known for compassion and actually becoming known as the patron saint of children because of his compassion and care for children which is actually a great representation of jesus as well yeah. Because we can see all through the scriptures of how much Jesus loved the little children. children. Right. Just and like so the song. Just kind of reading some of that, I just find fascinating how these kinds of things happen. And so even in Holland, where, you know, some of my family is from December sixth, the day that Saint Nicholas passed away in the early 300s is still celebrated and acknowledged for the contributions that saint nicholas made now is saint nicholas that turned into the father christmas tradition i believe so yeah so it all kind of happens over time but this has been building this history has been building and it just makes me think about the topic of legacy right because this person was just doing the right thing for the right reasons in his community and that was noticed and has continued over time to the point that pretty much everyone knows who he is yeah which is just a really cool thing and so i want to gear a big part of our christmas conversation today around Leaving a legacy, because really, Christmas is a lot about kids. There, This yeah. has become a lot about children. So why don't you reflect on that a little bit, Trisha, from what you remember of growing up, but also now having kids in your family. What is that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Growing up, well, I guess now is you always... As adults, you're thinking about, oh, what do we want to get the kids? I'm like, okay, the kids make up a list. It's like, how many people 
our age, our parents' age, are like making up lists so that their family members can get them gifts. It's like not very many. You're going to get a gift from your parents, but like I was, my family was well off. And so we would get a few gifts every year. And so it's like, I think one year, like we each got like five, five gifts. And it was like, my parents didn't get each other five gifts. I think maybe they got one. And a lot of the time dad, mom did all the Christmas shopping. And so dad was as much surprised when us kids opened our gifts as like, we were the same amount of surprise because he, even though his name was on it, he had no idea. Like, other than maybe when he wrapped it. Um, But sometimes even my mom would do that. And it's like, but as adults, yeah, you don't, we don't get all of our friends' gifts and you have a huge list and you give it out to everyone saying, this is what I want every year. Maybe that's more the commercialization that the kind of society has put around, okay, we have to buy a whole bunch of stuff and who's the... Who's the easiest group of people to tell you what, everything that they want? It's going to be kids. Oh, very much so. And, com- yeah, compared to adults, like, I have a secret Santa with my friend group. But so it's like, okay, one person has to get me one gift. And I'll make up a list for them so that they'll... Because they don't... It's a secret Santa between... Not everyone knows each other. And so you can't just base it off of, well, you should know me well enough. It's Sometimes it's friends like significant others and so it's like well we know like I know my friend but her boyfriend I don't know him other than through her and right. so it's like well if I- and you're not going to ask because then she would know yes exactly that you're, the, that you're the one so I remember playing this you know game where everyone brings a gift and this is a friend group that I was in a number of years ago everyone would bring a gift and then you would just uh, you'd go around the, the room and you'd pick one and then you'd have the ability to steal like yes like that the is whole, called white elephant yes so you, the whole white elephant thing but what i found out was because i was newer to this group that i had started hanging out with but i guess they had a tradition where every year there was one gift that was rewrapped and from the year before from the year like well no from like 10 years before so like whoever gets it will save it and it will be their gift for the next in the exchange for the next year oh and it's like no one wants this thing because it means that they don't actually get a gift that they can use so it becomes like the fun the funny thing that or like if somebody wins it they might try to forget it at the the house of the person having the party. I always got a kick out of like nobody that was one thing nobody was stealing. <laughs> Everyone stealing the uh gift cards are a common thing. Right. So that's always always fun. Gift giving and even just quality time. Well, cuz when do we exchange all of these gifts? Yeah. When we're having parties and we're spending time. And in some ways, it can get busy and stressful because you have this Christmas party and this Christmas party and this Christmas party. But on the other hand, it is a time to spend with loved ones. Which can honestly be challenging for those that have maybe lost loved ones 
and Way is actually doing a blue Christmas service on December 21st to kind of address that part because so much of Christmas is celebration and happy. But sometimes we just need that little dose of comfort. And so kind of with that idea of comfort and joy, good tidings of comfort and joy. So sometimes there are those moments where we need to kind of lean into comfort. There's also times where we need to lean into joy and celebration. And so making that a part of our Christmas tradition, I think is just going to be a really special, really special thing. So if you're listening to this before December 21st and you're in Niagara region, I invite you to that. I think it is going to be a powerful experience. But more broadly, how do you want to be remembered by the younger generation? Between my niece and nephews, I like to be called auntie because aunt ends with a T and Trisha starts with a T. So it's just auntie or auntie Trish. That works. And I try my best to be just available for when they need me or it's like we're playing we're at grandma's house and I'm usually hanging out with the adults until one of the kids comes and gets me and said I want to play this with you and then sometimes it's okay give me five minutes to finish up what I'm doing and then I'll go and play and hang out with them whatever they want to do and then it's just like it's yeah it's just to be I want them to have good memories with me. I want to be kind of known as the fun aunt and just spending time with them and being available because hanging out with them when they're seven years old, maybe when they're 17, I can still maybe be the confidant or they can maybe share some secrets with me that they wouldn't tell their parents because parents are scary. And in some respects, um, but it's just like, but I'm not, like, I'm still family, and they've still known me their entire life, um, but I'm not always connected with them, and I'm not the one getting them in trouble for something. It's like, but that all starts when they're young, and to be, to be there for them when they need it. Yeah, building that kind of trust and having good role models is a really important thing. And it's kind of cool, too, because, you know, you were raised with their parents. So you're coming from the same history. You're coming from the same traditions. Yes. Like you said, you're not daily in their lives. So you bring a fresh view on life as well. Yeah, like how how my niece and nephew's mom was raised was exactly the same way I was raised. So maybe like our little defaults are, um, they've done more research and have more experience, but it's like, we're going to have similar experiences to maybe how we approach things. Right. I remember, so my mom was the youngest sibling by quite a bit. And so she was also a young aunt. And so I remember growing up, and I was one of the older cousins in our group. So mom was kind of positioned right between like the older adult, like my uncles and my grandparents, and then us cousins. 
So he was kind of like halfway in between. So mom was obviously able to fit in with the adults and she planned a lot of the parties and all of this, but she was also awesome. Like she was definitely the fun aunt well, for yeah, my cousins you can, at all the parties. If you're younger by a bit, you can still run around for however long, run around for a half an hour and be involved compared to the order you get, the shorter that time is. Yeah, I always loved having, like, mom planned the best Christmas stuff. And I even remember when she, every year, you know, I'd have gifts from her. But there would also be something from Santa. Even when I was a teenager and we all knew. But she just wanted to have fun and put something out from Santa. Yeah, I, so, can, like, I can see that. It's just, funny. it's fun, right? Like, to to have that person that you know that is reliable that cares for you and but also is not the authority figure like there's exactly. kind of a safety and something great about that and um so kind of on the other on, on the topic of legacy and being a good influence what are some other thoughts that you that you have on how to leave a legacy in the world yeah um we've had this conversation before um that wasn't recorded and it was the how it says in the bible like don't go to sleep angry with anyone yeah and it's like you never there's too many tv tropes and i even know a few people that was oh, the last thing I said to my dad was something in anger or in mad or mm-hmm. that is just like, and they end up passing away or something separates them where it's like the last memory that you have together is not the greatest. Yeah. Well, and that's something I've always been very careful about is making the last moment of a conversation a good one. Not out of fear. Because the Bible also talks about not going to bed angry. So to try to have short accounts with people, to try to um, live in a way that there isn't like ongoing drama and ongoing issues, like it's just a good practice to try to leave things on a positive note. Yeah, I personally, I find when there, if there's ongoing issues, you need to resolve them. But it's a thing of, if there are continuing ongoing issues that are possibly unsolvable, that it's a sign that, hey, something needs to change. For sure. Either a conversation needs to happen, people need to put some input into things, how a relationship is going. Um, and then it's just like, yeah, it's, it's when those issues come up in my relationships with people, it's always a sign of something needs to change. It's just a matter of figuring out maybe what that is. And that's different for every situation and for every person. Well, even there's, I think of people that I, you know, had conflict with and then years later was able to kind of make up with them and, and deal with it. And it's just important for your soul, right? Because of how we remember people and how people remember us. Obviously not every, every situation is going to be looked upon fondly. And not everyone in the world is going to love you. No, no. And that's not what I'm trying to say. But what I am trying to say is to the extent that we have the ability to control this, 
to do our best to live at peace with people and to do our best to leave a good memory, a good legacy. Because at some point, it will be the last time we talk to someone. Yeah. And I know we're going from Christmas to Santa to to <laughs> this. Like, I realize we're kind of bouncing around a little bit. But I bring this up because when we are having our Christmas get-togethers, when we're spending a lot of time with our loved ones, and politics comes up. As it's bound to do. Or whatever the topic is that gets your family going. Let's just remember, it's not just about the moment. It's about how we want to be able to look back. And enjoy the moments enjoy that you have. Later. Because we don't know how long we have. And so there is something valuable to putting our best foot forward in those things. Even remembering, it's like, yeah, you remember... I remember my Christmases that we had with like my extended families back when I was a kid. Now everyone is still alive, but you can still think fondly of right. past moments and to think that it's like, Hey, I would like to do more of those in the future. Not, Hey, when the holidays come up, you're begrudgingly doing something. It's just like, exactly. yeah, just treat everyone with kindness, treat everyone with compassion, be considerate where you're able to be can really make a big difference on how much effort you are willing to put in the future, how much effort other people are willing to put in the future into seeing you. You know, yeah. people don't, I'm sure you don't want, it's like, oh, great, I have to see that person again. Okay, how am I going to mitigate dealing with them? Yes, yeah. because that's not fun for anyone. It's very tiring. It, it's too tiring. <laughs> I've done it. It's too tiring. I don't and like doing it. Exactly, exactly. Now, this kind of gets into another theme when it comes to Christmas, and that's Christmas songs. And I think about, you know, what is my favorite Christmas song? And I have to say it's Oh Holy Night for a lot of reasons, but verse two really gets me every time. Truly, he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break when the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression will cease. At Way, we are really passionate about justice and about community. And I feel like this is a kind of song that we could sing all the time because there is something powerful to how these chains can be broken around us. And how justice can come into the world when we are living like Christ. And we are living in the example that Christ leaves for us. All because of what he did on that one holy night. That he was born, not in the middle of winter, not with a tree and all this other stuff. It was a very different scenario. But it was because of his birth that allowed his ministry, that led to his crucifixion, that led to the peace on earth and goodwill to men that was spoken of that first night. And so that song gets me every time for that reason. So what is your favorite Christmas song? I should have prepared myself for this one. Um, 
I actually really like Jingle Bell Rock. Nice. <laughs> and depending on the generation you're talking to, those might be two different songs. <laughs> um, Wait, there's another one? Isn't there... I saw it on a meme this week or a short video on one of the social medias about it. Depending on who's... It might not be different songs. It might be different singers. That might be it. it like be Michael Bublé's Jingle Bell Rock versus... Uh, I think it was some movie in the 80s. Um might have to look this up later. It'll bug me. Um, but it's just like, it's the upbeatness. It still has some, it still has a Christmas element to it where um, it's at least connected to the season, to get to Jesus. Um, but it's just, it's the, it's really fun. It's a fun. It's a fun song. And that is a really important part of Christmas. The enjoy, the joy. The, yeah, the joy. I was gonna say the enjoyment, but I'm like, it's not the enjoyment of what. It's the enjoyment of the season and the enjoyment of other people. Exactly. And it is uniquely placed at the end. So much is going on, right? Because it's winter here, and then it's the end of the year, and so Christmas kind of gets lumped into so many different things. But ultimately, Jesus came to bring peace on earth, to bring joy to the world. And I realize I'm just listing song titles. <laughs> but those are true. I was wondering how long you'd catch on. <laughs> those are true statements. They are song titles for a reason. Yeah. And there is such power to it and so i just hope to everyone listening wherever you find yourself this christmas because i realize it's not always fun and it's not always easy i just encourage you to find jesus because he is going to be there with you in the highest of highs and the lowest of lows if you're overwhelmed planning for christmas parties if you're bored and alone Jesus is with you. And so I encourage you to really lean in to that and know that you are not alone. You can reach out to us as part of your way community because we do care for you. I'm also going to let you know as we wrap up here that we are going to take a three-week break from the podcast. So we are going to return on January 11th, give our team a couple weeks off to spend time with family and friends and all the things of the season. And I look forward to continuing in these great podcast conversations that we have been having. And so as we wrap up here, go to wayniagara.ca or find us on social media for all of the different information of what is going on around here. And also, I will say thank you, Trisha, for being a part of this conversation. Thanks for having me on again. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. See you in January.